Hey guys, welcome back to the Not Safe for Worship podcast. We're back. We're back. We were not canceled. No, we didn't get canceled by the church. It's fine. Your goofballs <laughs> are still here. But... America's top podcast, without Heck a doubt. Yeah. Yes. Joe Rogan would like to partner with us down oh, the road. Really? Yes. He's going to sponsor us? We, he will sponsor us, I nice. think. Nice. Yeah, but thank you so much for listening, you guys. It was just... We were kind of just making it just to kind of have a new hobby and just have fun. And a lot of you guys listened to it. <laughs> and honestly, so many more of you listened to it than I thought you would. Like, I figured 10. I thought my mom twice maybe would listen. Yeah, like and she kind of repeats it. Yeah. Like, bracket count, views. Bracket views. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think like you said, I, I wanted I wanted when people ask me like, oh, what do you do for fun for me to have an answer other than yeah, I'm a seminary student. So I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be able to say like, oh, I, I'm a, I do a podcast. Uh, do a podcast, turn up. But yeah, like it's been super cool to like hear not only that people have listened, but that people have enjoyed it and that yeah. people have gotten stuff from it. I've gotten some really sweet uh, texts or notes from people saying like, hey, like. Like, this was really helpful, you know, or this was fun. I enjoyed listening to this. Like, that was, uh, that was just really encouraging for, for me and for Corey to yeah. know, like, oh, we're not, we're not complete, uh, failures at this. And hey. I think we'd continue to make it even if people weren't listening, to be honest. I think yeah. it's, I think it's just kind of fun, uh, and, and fun, fun for us to, to like, think deeply about different topics yeah. within the church and then also another excuse for us to hang out another excuse to hang out another excuse to just goof around and, and i think uh yeah it's just been it's just been fun so if you're if this is your first time listening thanks for listening if you're Hello. if you've been rocking with us now for for two now three episodes we're we're grateful to to have you on our team so we need to have like a like a name for our listeners you know how like all cool podcasts have oh, like yeah. a like a like squad name We'll, we'll we'll come up with it. Yeah, maybe not on the spot because that might get weird. I I'm, <laughs> there I, that we shouldn't. I actually because our name is not safe is NSFW. I should actually comment too. That oh no, <laughs> Maya. I so someone I know Googled our podcast, oh, but they no. just typed in NSFW. <gasps> oh. Don't do that. Don't do that. Listen it's to me. Don't. Literally the opposite of what we're here for. That's, yeah. The, the point is to be not clever. Stonks. Not stonks. I've got you saying it now. I, yeah. That's, I just learned what stonks were. So it's, it's, up. it's a good, it's a good thing. Anyways. Yeah. So it's the, the title, I think on, on like anchors NSF worship. Yes. Right. So if it's not, if it isn't just completely spelled out, not safe for worship, it is NSF worship. Because I really wanted to like specify that we're not the NSFW just straight. We are not pornographic. No. We are very unpornographic. Yes. So we are the opposite. So anyways. Yeah. That was I thought was really funny. But yeah, just got a lot of a lot of good feedback. So we're we're excited to do it. I had we had some recommendations that were thrown our way, which thank you all for doing that. We're very excited. Yeah, we really wanna do things that, that people would like to hear us talk about and uh I think that's that's pretty cool. So we'll we'll be incorporating some of that in the next couple of episodes as we're kind of kind of planning out the next couple of months of uh, of content in between my my busy uh, class schedule and, and ministry stuff I'm doing and Corey's full time job and, and her ministry stuff. We're kind of doing this ad hoc as we <laughs> as we can and uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the other the other fun thing I'll comment on is if we did receive a donation, uh, a financial donation from somebody who said they said why isn't there more podcasts and really uh, 
Yeah, so I said, I said, we're poor. Donate to our <laughs> Patreon. And we, we received $5.55. Oh so, Dan Lindo, if you're listening, thanks, man. Oh, my man. gosh. Thank you, Dan. So the, on coffee. The pro- well, the problem is, is that it, it was like a 12-day thing. It's like, you got 12 days to receive this. And I just didn't. Oh. I forgot to cash it in. So, and I'm saying that not to say send That's me more nice. money. I'm just saying to say that it was really flattering, and I don't need you your money. You heard Sean say it. I don't me. need your money. It's it's just sweet <laughs> to know so that people sweet. people were like hurry up. So, Aww. so anyways, anyways, that's really sweet. Fun, right? Fun. Oh yeah. And if at any point there is something that you want to hear us talk about, like we have our Instagram page, which is NSF Worship, and then we also have an email, which is the same. It's nsfworshippodcast at gmail.com. Either way, Instagram's like the best way to like Probably. kind of hit us. Yep. Yeah. And then you can tell us what you want. Tell us what you thought. Like if you want to trash us, that's the place to trash us that's at. That's the place to go. Yep. Um, and we'll probably share it because that's... you know what? Any publicity is good publicity. Because <laughs> we have low self-esteem. We're, Heck yes. We self-depreciate. We're not very good at it, but the we lowest. do it. We do it. But so. maybe people are better at it. There could be. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because that's the self-deprecating thing to say. So. Yeah. But if you if you haven't heard, and this is your first podcast, we do kind of like a fun way to start it off. We kind of we kind of rant a little bit about random things that like maybe aren't the most relevant to most people. It might be, yeah, it's like not serious. It's just kind of. Us I mean, they're serious to me. Yes, I have a lot of feelings, but you know, about we're not going to be hitting Pine. like. Yeah, I really went in on that last last <laughs> podcast. But yeah, they're just, you know, random things that we have feelings about because we have a lot of feelings and, you know, we don't really get to share about them. Um, and so they're not like the most hard hitting topics for most people, but they're serious for us. Yeah. So Sean, do you want to start us off with? Yeah, with yeah. So, and we try to keep it to like a 60 second hot take, but sometimes it goes a little over, which is totally cool. Like when cool. I talk about Star Trek. Like when you talk about Chris Pine and Star Trek and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So let me try and get my rants in here. Okay. Okay. What I'm mad about today is uh, minivans with automatic car doors. Y'all know how oh, like, yeah. I don't know if it was 2004, 2005, but there was a year when Ford and Honda, not Ford, Honda and uh, other car companies started making their minivans with like the side doors, like where you like, you just like flick the handle Mm -hmm. or press the button and the doors kind of open automatically for you, which in concept is like super futuristic, but man, I hate those doors. (laughs) We have a 2008 Honda Odyssey or we, my my mother does. And the, the thing is, if you ever had one of these, you know that eventually those doors stop working. And it becomes a real pain to close and open those doors because they're not designed to have just like a, like a general, like, handle that you move back and forth so like now our minivan you have to be like on an incline in order to close for the door to close and you basically have to like push the door in as it's moving also like it takes forever for those doors to open even when they're working why you know i think uh, unless you're like you're older and it's like you can't open the door all the way on your own maybe that's helpful or if you're like like handicapped or something like that or you have a disability like maybe that's really helpful but for like the rest of everybody else is it really that much of an inconvenience to just let the door free swing open like you know what i'm talking about right we can open doors we can i can do that okay i'm a strong independent woman i can open my own door (laughs) i don't need honda opening my door for me honda stop it stop it (laughs) 
So that's that's what I'm frustrated about is is automatic yeah. minivan doors that don't need to be automatic. We don't need that. I'm gonna be real honest. You changed my mind at the beginning. I was like, I always thought those were the coolest doors. Negative. And then you said that, and I was like, oh yeah, I move at a faster pace than I did when I was like seven. I'm so a, I live a fast paced life. I'm a fast boy. I'm a 21st century kind of guy. Oh, I don't got time to just sit around like and Sonic. wait for. I'm like, you're like I'm, Sonic. You go fast. I get that a lot. You I get people just look at me like you're a lot like a blue hedgehog, and <laughs> I'm like, thanks, dude. Yeah, that's true. It's like looking in the mirror. It's half true. Of Sonic, yeah. But I'm the remake. I'm not the uh, the bad version that came out. Yes. I'm like the, I would say that you're the good version. I'm the remake that, like, that was like, hey, we'll fix that. We'll yep. fix it. It's fine. Yeah, we fixed up Sonic, going fast, collecting the hoops, barreling through Honda. Just the doors yep one one slow automatic door at a time so <laughs> that's my rants yes very very educational i learned a lot went through a roller coaster of feelings Good. um yeah my my rant is a little different and it might like be on the cusp of like kind of being gross but i know you know for a lot of girls it's very relevant oh my gosh where are we going <laughs> It's not going there. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> We're still safe. <laughs> we are still safe. Nifty. But no, so I I enjoy wearing sweaters. I think I think this counts as a sweater right now. Um and so I wear sweaters all the time, especially in winter. But you know what happens with like certain types of like fabrics is your hair just gets threaded up in there. And oh. you know, I have a lot of hair. I'm like my my hair is just very thick. And it just sheds a lot because, you know, we're going through the seasons and, um, you know, I like got to get my winter coat in and I got to get my summer coat in. Um, But you know what? During the winter, it's really bad. And so I'll just walk out with a sweater on. I'll be like, this is hair, like pulling it out of the sweater. But it's a long hair and I only saw a little bit. And so, you know, that it's just like woven in. Wow. And you know what happened? Okay. So like. To make a long story short, I was in the ER and I was wearing my like one of my favorite sweaters, which kind of gave me a little bit of comfort. Um, and <laughs> the bear my, sweater, the, my bear sweater, the bear sweater, my bear sweater, which is the worst sweater for this for the ER. It, yeah, <laughs> yes, there's no good sweater for the ER, <laughs> but like the worst for like taking my hair and making it part of the sweater. Mm. Um, and so I'm sitting in the ER, I'm waiting because the doctor's not in yet. Um, and I'm like pretty chill at this point. Cause I'm like, cool. I'm not going to die. I might bleed out, but I'm fine. And then I see a hair and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to rip out another like thread, but it's going to be my hair. And I pull this hair out. My hair is really dark right now. And like at this point I have like highlighted ends. And so at that point I did not, this hair was completely blonde, meaning like last winter, was when I had worn it last. And last winter I was blonde. Ooh. So this sweater had a lot of blonde hair in it, which means that it is even worse than I thought. So I'm just, sweaters, stop stealing my hair. That is. It's kind of gross. Do you, but is like, that, it happens. Is that, so is that like for, for sweater wearing women, you think that's a pretty common experience then? I think depending on the fabric, yeah. Like for this one, like I think the. The knitting is close enough that oh, okay. it wouldn't like go through, but like for a more like open knit sweater, interesting. Like I have a couple of those wow. where like they look a bit nicer and like stuff like that. Like and just hair can just 
get all up in there. Looks like the cable knits. These are the things that like, as, as a guy who didn't have any sisters growing up, I just never think about these things. Like yeah. that's a real... And I'm sure it happens to guys too. With guys with long hair probably. Yeah. 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 Or like even with short hair, but like you don't notice it as much Uh, with the short hair. Yeah. But for like really long hair, like you notice. Yeah. It is in the sweater. Wow. Yes. I'm upset about that too. I'm a little upset. I support this rant. I think that's a great rant. So so, yeah. Wow. So we're upset and we hope you're upset too. We're very bothered. And it's great because it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. It has (laughs) nothing to do with our general topic for today. But that's, (laughs) that's kind of our... That's our introduction, so. But yeah, so kind of jumping into our topic, um, by the time this comes out, it's going to be February, which means that we're in the second month of the new year. It's 2020. Um, we haven't we haven't made a podcast since last year. <laughs> since last year. Oh man, decade. you made the white guy you made the white guy joke. I am a white See guy. See you next decade. I make uh, my coworkers cringe. It's it, fun. It is incredible. But yeah, and so you know what? It's a new year. People are making resolutions. Well, they kind of did it a month ago. We're a little late, but it's fine. Sean had to take Hebrew classes and I had to work. <laughs> and so, yeah. We get it done when we fine. can. It's we're, good. We're doing what we can. But it helps us more because while everyone made their resolutions in January, this is about the time where they kind of fizzle out. Yep. And so we want to like kind of talk about that and talk about maybe why they're fizzling out kind of like what we think about the whole new year new me thing and so well i to to steal from my my pastor uh he said i I wonder how many uh churches had a had a sermon or a talk about uh the 2020 vision for their their church i'm (laughs) sure that's been a very common Mm -hmm. tagline um you know like i i like new year's resolutions like i'm you know i'm one of those people i'm a I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I'm an achiever at heart. I'm all about busting busting things down, taking names. Like, I'm all for it. But, uh, but yeah, New Year's resolutions are challenging. Maybe we could start by talking about what our New Year's resolutions are yeah. and then talk about just kind of generally from a theological, biblical perspective, like what, you know, where, where should things like New Year's resolutions uh, take place in the life of a Christian and in the process of sanctification and... You know, just kind of some general perspectives on on some of that stuff. So, so my news resolutions. I'll go first, I guess. Okay. Uh, I had really, really just two big ones, and one of them was I wanted to start meal prepping, okay. which is just kind of a general thing. But it it started because I was talking with some some friends at at Covenant, and we were all grabbing dinner one night, and we were just talking about like how difficult it is to like shop and like prepare food and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I think I'm gonna get into like meal prepping or something crazy like that like wouldn't that be wild if like we were all like on top of our game and then like all five people at the table looked at me and were like we already do that <laughs> and i'm like well i know who's not the adult at the table i'll order it's the chicken tenders fine. chicken tendies chicken tendies please unless you have nuggies unless you have nuggies so <laughs> i'm learning to do that but it's actually kind of expensive to meal prep you like yeah I, like it's it's expensive to buy a lot of poultry at one time or a lot of a lot of red meat, like so. Mm-hmm. I, I live pretty, pretty poor, pretty, pretty much paycheck to paycheck. But pretty much in master school. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. much in in grad in school. theology grad school too. <laughs> at that, which does not have money, or you don't make money there. Anyways, so that's one. The other one is I want to get involved with a nonprofit here in the city. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do some sort of charity work or something like that. That might not take place till the summer, but it's a yeah. goal like on my radar to like look into that, whether that's just like doing like interstate recycling or something like that. Yeah. Like I just think it's really good to be involved. Like as a Christian, I think it's good to be involved in your city. 
um, taking care of the physical needs of people. And I think, you know, if every Christian um, got involved with that, like our city would be such a better place wherever it is you live, whether it's St. Louis or elsewhere. So anyways, those are some of my general thoughts. Did you have any New Year's resolutions, Corey? Yeah, I feel like I had like a whole page and I was like, well, maybe I can like tone it down and like be chill for once. Um, (laughs) And so a couple of, I had a couple of resolutions and a couple like specific goals. Um, And I tried to make more goals than resolutions because I think goal is like a more attainable word for me. Um, Because I think, yeah, after 24 years of being on this earth, like the Mm -hmm. word resolution is just kind of like, oh, okay. It's the thing that you do Mm -hmm. and then you Mm -hmm. don't do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's kind of funny that you brought up like community service and like that kind of thing. Because that's definitely like on my list. Mm. Um, There's a couple of organizations in Edwardsville that I've done a little bit of work with, but I really want to like go and do more with mm. them. Um, and so I'm really excited about doing that. And then also like, I want to get back into like just volunteering and doing some like animal rescue work again, Fun. because I did that. Yeah. If you don't know, like I've done that for a lot of my life. Yeah. Um, it was going to be my job, but I'm a little bit allergic. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, I might be sneezing more, but it'll be fine. And so, yeah, there's the Humane Society in Edwardsville, and it's great. You now know where I live. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, and then I want to open up, like, a, a little business. I'm going to be one of those people. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know what? I went to counseling for 10 weeks, and you know what that woman did? She hyped me up to sell calligraphy. Do it. <laughs> like, you know what? Most I feel like that's an abnormal experience, but my counselor literally just hyped me up. Do it. To sell things. That's great. And so, yeah, like, I want to, like, sell calligraphy. I'm going to try to make, like, little clay hairpins. Fun. I'm going to go all in for like the white girl business do it um and it's it's so much harder than you think just because i'm like other people do this i don't need to do this other people do i'm like i can just have fun just don't do the pyramid scheme thing just like be like hey here's my business and like you know that's the first thing i wanted to do oh that's awkward did you want to like text people randomly that you haven't seen in like four years and be like hey hope you're doing well general text and be like i'm selling hey mary Kay makeup or or Pocket knives, like you should. Um, yeah, that's the whole. The whole scheme is based off of Mary Kay, and I'm gonna be selling pocket knives. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> is that a thing? That's that's oh, that's a thing. Yeah, pyramid schemes. They like... had a Mary Kay for pocket. Oh knives? no 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 no! Those are like the generic ones I think of though. Is like the okay. makeup brand, and I think of like pocket knives. Like a lot of people did that in high school and stuff I didn't like that. Know that pocket knives had a pyramid scheme for that. There, there's that a explains a lot, honestly. Yeah, knife sets. Yeah. Yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah. Um, anyways we're getting off topic (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i want to do that and my plan is to kind of like start like selling stuff in march if not earlier yeah and then i want to like really get into like bible journaling and so i'm trying to figure out like what kind of bible journaling i want to do whether it's just like literally writing scripture um to like retain it in a better way or if i just like want to focus like a lot of quiet time into just like writing the scripture and calligraphy and like not selling that but like just doing that or if i want to like journal my prayers which i think that's really what i'm learning leaning towards um i think that would be good because my brain's a wild tornado and sometimes i need the pen to kind of like put me put me to the ground yeah and so that's where i've been leaning towards the most but yeah that's awesome yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, if you are a if you're a Christian, um maybe you're 
you feel a certain type of way about New Year's resolutions. If you're just a person, you probably feel a certain type of way about New Year's resolutions. Maybe you make them every year. Maybe you don't. You know, we always it's it's easy to be cynical. I think about New Year's resolutions yeah. and about the idea of like working on ourselves and trying to. Um, I don't know, just do things that are more holistically healthy and, and things yeah. like that, whether that's getting a gym membership, mm. dieting, whatever, you know, like I think, I think we can work quick to suggest that, that change and transformation is, is not possible. Um, and you know, we'll talk about that, but I think, you know, the other side of it too is sometimes, and, and I worry about this, I think particularly for, for Christians sometimes mm. is we can get into what I would call a moralistic view of New Year's resolutions, which is you know, it, it kind of becomes an extension of what we would call the gospel of self-improvement, mm, yeah. which is the idea that that the gospel, um, the benefits of knowing Christ and, and the blessings that come from God are primarily unlocked when you and I start to take control of our lives and start to work on ourselves mm. and make you know, quote unquote, healthy decisions and stuff like that. It is in a sense, kind of a, a, a prosperity gospel of sorts. Yeah, I was kind just of thinking about that. Kind of this idea like God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times like people um, going into a new year or going into a new phase of life are, you know, big on all these things, whether it's working out, whether it's uh, starting a business. Again, mm -hmm. things that are good. It's good to want to work out. Yeah. It's good to want to diet. Like those are very healthy, good life decisions. Starting a business, that's a great thing. But mm -hmm. sometimes I think we think that what's really going to bring true transformation is those things in and of themselves. Yeah. Rather than um, the God of the universe that if you're a Christian is not only your creator, um, but also your savior. And that this and your father as a result of that, because you as a Christian become adopted into the family of, of God and you become a co-heir with Christ and you become a son um, of God the Father. So as a result of that, our change and transformation, what Christians would call, we'd use the word sanctification mm -hmm. to talk about changing and developing and being made further into um, the likeness of Jesus throughout our our lives that will never finish until we we um, until Christ returns and we are united physically with with our Lord. Um, but in the meantime, in this life, we we do we pursue that, we seek that, and a lot of people make the mistake of just thinking whether it's New Year's resolutions or whether it's just other general things in life that we can achieve that by working harder and by being more disciplined, stricter in our lives. Uh, but true transformation only comes through um, the work of the Holy Spirit who's been sent to um, mediate between um, between God and, and us and who works on our hearts and changes, changes our lives. And sometimes things like exercise and uh, businesses and, and dieting and, and whatever else, like those, those can oftentimes be uh, a means of that. But I think sometimes it can be easy just to buy into the, I'm going to make this my year and I'm going to make this, uh, the year that I take control of my life and that I'm able yeah. to, to, you know, be a better person. I'm going to be happier, you know? And I think that that's the big lie. I'm going to be happier if I can mm -hmm. start doing all these things. Yeah. And I think that our true so source of joy and our true source of change are only found in a relationship with God um, where we seek 
uh, discipleship in a, in a daily paradigm with, with God. So, yeah. And that's all like, that's super true. And I think most of my thoughts kind of just add on to that Mm -hmm. because you know, they're not new thoughts. Um, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of times whenever we're starting the new year and we go into that mindset of like, no, I'm going to be happy. And this is what's going to bring me joy. Mm. Um, is because oftentimes at at like the end of December, everyone's going, Oh man, this year sucked. Yeah. It sucked eggs. Yep. Um, and so it's really easy to get into that mindset being like, oh, I didn't do this, this, and this. Yep. And so that's why I'm not happy. And this is what I'm going to, and I'm going to do the opposite of that next year. And then that's going to make me happy. And then you're putting all of your weight in that yep. and you're not putting it in Jesus. And then, you know, that's, that's really where your life kind of falls apart. Um, and it won't at first, but it will implode. It'll seem great. But then suddenly you're like, this isn't giving me the fulfillment that I want. Yeah. And then you're going to keep cycling through be like, well, if this isn't giving me what I want, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. Yeah. And then you kind of end up drifting farther and farther from Christ if you're not like anchored into that. And so it may seem really good at first and you, you, and again, like we're not saying like, these are all bad things. No, yeah. They're great. Yeah. It's great. It's great to like for exercising, like, God gave you a body and you need to treat that body right because it's a temple for the Lord. And so it's very like, it's very good to want to exercise to eat right. And like, not just eat crap and like, just like lay around and like feel like crap. Yep. Um, but it's just really easy to like hold these things and like ideas up really high to the point where it just swaps out with Jesus. Yeah. Because it's really easy to idolize things without realizing it. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's that's very well said, Corey. I think at the end of the day, whether it's New Year's resolutions or any change you decide to make in life after mm-hmm. something that's happened to you, um, will t- wear you out. You will eventually just grow weary and tired. Mm-hmm. And that's because you're not sustained. You're not seeking your, your sustainment um from God. And I think that that's, you know, that's just, a, that's just a place you don't, you just don't ultimately want to end up there. And I think mm-hmm. it ends up making things more challenging in the long run. Yeah. But I agree, like, all, you know, New Year's resolutions are born out of the fact that last year was bad mm-hmm. and or in, in some way. And, you know, I totally relate to that. I think you and I, Corey, I think we both, 2019 was not like our ideal year necessarily. <laughs> no. In a lot of respects. Everything changed in 2019. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Insane. Yeah, there was there was like 2019 was good. I saw a lot of really like God's worked a lot on my life. Yes. Um there's been a lot of sanctification that's happened, but it was also there was there were challenges this year. Yeah. There was a lot of a lot of challenge, but so like, you know, I get it. Like I get that desire to want to be happy or to want to feel like, you know, I'm just, you know, making progress towards some mm-hmm. better version of myself or whatever. Like those are Right. Those are, are good things. And so I think our our hope is for ourselves, you know, and, and obviously our hope for our, our friends and, and listeners listening is is if you're if you are a Christian, that, that your New Year's resolutions, if you're a resolution maker, um would be that those are Christ centered New Year's resolutions. So yeah. that the primary goal is not so much let me be a better version of myself, but let me be a better version of someone who's made in the image of Christ yeah, and that we would seek further conformity 
and to be further molded almost like a sculpture into the image of Christ in our relationships with people and how we take care of ourselves mm-hmm. um, in our um, in our worship and in the way that we 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 worship our Lord through our day-to-day life interactions and you know as as people in God's world taking care of the environment and stuff like that like how do we as image bearers become more conformed into God's image and I think it's great to have like a a year plan for that or a Mm five-year plan for what that might look like and how to how to make steps toward that now and so that's Those are healthy things, I think, in themselves. So. Yeah, and I think that brings up a really good point about, like, you have to kind of figure out how to set the goals and how to set them well. It's one thing to be like, oh, I want to lose weight, I want to work out, and then just leave it at that. And it's really easy to stray off of that because you're like, well, I didn't specify, and I can really just do it, like, once a week, I could go to yeah. the gym, and then once a week, becomes every other week. And yeah. then suddenly it's February, yeah. and you haven't gone to the gym. Yeah. Um, and so something that I learned kind of a while ago and Sean brought up that it's a very classic business strategy, you know, (laughs) I am a business boy now. Um, and so there, I got to flex on my bachelor's degree every once in a while because I'm never going to use it. So you know what? Hey, don't say that. You'll end up using it. I will end up using it. Right. (laughs) We don't want that. It's fine. (laughs) Um, but there are smart goals. Um, and smart is an acronym. It's for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and time oriented and it's really just a good way to kind of plan out your goals you want it to be very specific um and like you know you just want to specify it as much as possible that way you know exactly what you're Mm -hmm. doing um so instead of saying i just want to read the new testament in 2020 sure like great great goal um you should (laughs) um but that's really vague and you can like kind of just end up going oh well how do i read it Mm. Is there a certain time I'm going to read it? Am I going to take the whole year? Am I going to like read a quarter of it in two months and then mm. not read anything else for like another three months? Um, and so instead of saying, I want to read the New Testament, say, I want to read the New Testament using this Bible plan in six months. Mm. Um, and another good thing that I always like to add into SMART goals is adding accountability. So like, especially if it's a Bible reading plan, like have a friend do it with you. Mm. Um or if it's working out, find a workout buddy. If you want a meal plan, um, meal prep, yeah. the, that whole thing. Um, like, all of your friends do it. Yep. See if, like, your friends have fun recipes. Or see if someone wants to hang out while you cook. Or even, like, cook together. I think cooking together is a super fun way to hang out. It's actually really helpful. It's yeah, it's a good fun. idea. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes, smarkles are smart. They are stonks. They are stonks. They're wow. stonks. Wow, I've got you on that now. I'm I love really it. On it. <laughs> stonks. It's so fun to say. It is. So, and and really, I think the smart goal paradigm. Wait, mm-hmm. specific, measurable, achievable. Yeah, relevant, time-oriented, relevant, attainable, attainable, attainable. Okay. You can do it. Attainable. It's realistic. Cool. Neat. Neat. That's the main. I think. I think um, that's a great like model. I think it's very, very again, very common in. Uh, whether it's the business world or just in like personal models of like human development, good things. So to to make that to Christianize it to make it mm-hmm. safe for worship in a sense. Um, gotta make it safe. We gotta make it safe. I think put put that equation and put underneath it the denominator question why, mm. why why do I want this? 
Why do I want yeah. to lose weight? Why do I want to eat healthier? Why do I want to read the New Testament? Or why do I want to read these great works of literature? Or, you know, mm-hmm. what what is my what is my what is my ultimate goal? And I think if yeah. you're a Christian, um, depending on on what your paradigm is, what tradition you come from, again, I'm a, I'm a Westminster Confession guy. And the first question of our catechism is what is the chief end of man? So what is what is man's ultimate man or woman's ultimate purpose in this life? And I hold to um, the answer to that question, which is um, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. So I believe that everything I do in life, whether it's whether I eat, whether I drink, whether I sleep, whether I go to school, whether I go to work, whatever it is I'm doing, all of it ultimately needs to be under the paradigm of am I glorifying God and enjoying him forever? And if I'm not do if those things aren't helping me do that, then it could be that I'm not, you know, yeah. pursuing the right things. And that that's a broad category. Can mm-hmm. I enjoy God better by being healthier? Absolutely. Because yeah. I can enjoy his creation more. Mm-hmm. And I can enjoy the body that he's given me more. And I can bring more glory to him because I can help others and serve others better yeah. with it. So you you that that allows for a very broad paradigm for for your, you know, aspirations in life or New Year's resolutions more more specifically. But um yeah, it keeps it keeps it will keep your New Year's resolutions and your life goals from becoming man-centered and becoming about yourself yeah and 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 even in a in a more like kind sense not even just about your family like maybe you're trying to get your life together for the sake of those who you love who are around you Mm -hmm. like and that's a great thing but the way to love them best is to glorify god and enjoy him forever and when you glorify god and enjoy god forever you are better able to take care of your family and you're better able to love them and that's a command of God is that we love our families and we love our friends and we take care of them. So that's in an, in an essence you're doing that when you when you seek to glorify God. So, anyways, I think that's like a great paradigm to, to think about. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's super important because everything that we do is for the Lord. For the Lord. And so, Absolutely. yeah, I remember whenever I wrote down all my goals, I kind of wrote like the acronym out and I was like this is what this is and so I definitely think that like I replaced relevant with like your your version of yeah. it with like the why and I'm like this will make me a better image bearer mm. and like a better like disciple and discipler um and just yeah it's just really important to kind of do everything for the Lord uh, because like the whole new year new me motto is not really gonna work if it's not rooted in the Lord, because again, like Sean said earlier, like the only way that you're going to change is through the Lord, right. because that's the only thing that's truly life changing that continues to change you. Right. And so. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a, I think that's a really healthy thing. So, yeah. and we want, we want everyone's life aspirations and yeah. New Year's resolutions to succeed. And I think it's, you know, it's not too late. It might be February, but it's not too late. Get yeah. back on it, you know? Hey, Don't it's a up. it's a new year all year. New year. So yeah. you know what? Yeah. If in if in February you want to see if you if you want to say, hey, guess what? It's Christ centered new me, new year. Uh, go for it. Uh, it's the middle of June go, you know what? It's been six months and it's not working. But guess what? Christ makes everything new. We're going to start again. Go for it. Boom. Like, Boom. yeah. And tell us some of your goals. We, we shared 
we shared our hearts. We shared our hearts, share so yours. That's let right. Us, let us know. I love hearing people's goals. That's right. I, people are more creative than me. People are more intel- intellectual than me, <laughs> as I stuttered on the word. <laughs> it's a hard word to say. So, it's a hard word know to say. What? Yeah. So I, I think hearing people's thoughts. Yeah, and I think actually that that verse you quoted, Second Corinthians five seventeen, is is it's one of my favorite verses, and I think it's a it's a great reminder. Anyone who's in Christ is a new creation, and mm-hmm. so new year, new me. I would say new new year, same you, because you're already made new in <laughs> new Christ. New creation, same God. New Turn creation, up. same God. Yeah, Heck and so yeah. <laughs> I think again, your ability to to ascend to whatever aspirations you have for your life. Like seriously, whatever that is, whatever it is that you are thinking is going to complete you, make you better, whether that's a relationship, whether that's, um, you know, taking better care of your family, whatever that might be, like those things are not ultimately going to make you more whole. You are already a new creation in Christ. If you're a Christian, if you know um, Jesus to be your Lord, um, you are already made new. And so I just think that's a really good reminder, like, you know, continue to seek the trans the transformation of your mind and your heart. But like at the same time, you don't need the trans, the radical transformation you need is found in Christ. And if you're a Christian, you've already found it and you're going to continue to experience the results of that through that process of sanctification we were talking about as you grow in Christian maturity. So, and if you're not a Christian, check it out, check out, read, read. I always tell people read the gospel of Mark and check out, the character of Jesus. Don't read slow. Read fast. Just get a general yeah. glimpse of who is this Jesus? What did he believe? What did he teach? Um, and I think everyone I've ever talked to, like, or let me put it this way. I've, I have met many people who were very skeptical about the Bible and about God. And then they started reading, whether it was the Gospel of Mark or the Gospel of John is another one mm-hmm. that people commonly go to. But, and they'll have questions. They'll be like, I don't know what this is saying. But they just, they kept reading. They just wanted a general, like, yeah. spotlight on, on Jesus. And they found, oh, wow, like, Jesus is really desirable and really beautiful. And, like, this hope that he's offering people in the story seems really, like, seems really pure and really good. And if that's really what's being offered by the church today, like, this is helpful. And then people will start interactions with Christians and they'll, they'll get plugged into a church and they'll, they'll end up, you know. I've met a lot of people who've come to Christ through that. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. but yeah. So, um, I was wondering, I, I was wondering if I could share Corey, unless you had something else you wanted to comment on before some of, uh, Jonathan Edwards New Year's resolutions. Ooh, go for it. So this is our, this is our intellectual dive on this podcast. Ooh. Uh, Jonathan Edwards is a smart stonks. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I love I'm it. Sorry. Don't apologize. Big stonks. Um, Jonathan Edwards, for those of you who don't know, is a very famous uh, Puritan reformer. He was a preacher uh, in early colonial America. He's related to Aaron Burr. I forget how. I forget if he's the grandfather of Aaron Burr. I think, like, I think they are related, though. I should have known that before just just pulling this in. But anyways. It's going to be Lin-Manuel Miranda's next musical. Is it really? Jonathan Edwards. No. Is it really? No. Oh, that would be so. It'd that be would so be funny. so cool. That'd be sick. I'd go see it. Do it. Anyways, Jonathan Edwards, when he was 19 years old, wrote out 70 New Year's resolutions, and he kept to them. And he actually added a few like later in the year as he was going. But like, 
as a young man just understood that his pursuit of holiness was really important. Yeah. And his desire to know God and to love God and to live a life that was pleasing to God was the most important thing in his life. And so I'm not going to read all 70 for you. That would be uh, atrocious. But I am going to cherry pick a couple of them that I think are just yeah. really, really good. Um, so the And, and they, they, they fall into different categories. Like these are categorized differently. But like the, his first like six or seven are just like overall life mission kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so he writes, his first one is he has resolved that I will do whatsoever I think to be most to God's glory and my own good profit and pleasure in the whole of my duration without any consideration of the time whether now or never so many myriads of ages hence resolve to do whatever i think to be my duty and most for the good and advantage of mankind in general resolve to do this whatever difficulties i meet with how many and how great soever that is a really like puritan way of saying everything i do needs to be for the glory of God and for, for my own good, which is found in the glory of God, which I think is, uh, which I think is great. Um, he cared about things like time management. He was said number 37 is resolved to inquire every night as I'm going to bed, wherein I have been negligent, what sin I've committed and wherein I have denied myself. Also at the end of every week, month and year, just able to review how is he glorifying God? Where is he struggling? Where is he falling short of that? And just kind of like taking seriously patterns of life that are displeasing to the Lord. Yeah. And just being like resolved to say, I want to, I want to keep up on that. I want to, to see, you know, change. And so I think that's really cool. He had a lot of relationship oriented ones. Uh, he was resolved never to speak of evil of anyone so that it shall tend to his dishonor more or less upon no account except for some real good. So speaking only positively of others, only yeah. kindly of others. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. Um, and man, I think Christians, we struggle with that yeah, quite do. a bit. I think oftentimes one of the things that makes Christians look different from the rest of the world is when we speak well of other people mm-hmm. and when we speak kindly, truthfully and fairly, um, but kindly of, of others. And when we genuinely have nothing well to say about people, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, just not saying anything, I think is, is a good thing. It's so a good, it's a good thing to uh, take on as our own. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, in the category of suffering, he wrote, let's see. Number 67, resolved after afflictions to inquire what I am better, what I am the better for them, what good I have got by them and what I might have by them. So taking seriously the reality that the suffering we go through makes us more like Christ mm-hmm. and that that is um, painful, but also having an opportunity to reflect on like, hey, this is how this has actually helped me be more like Jesus. Yeah. What a cool, what a cool outlook and what a serious like dedication that that would take. So um, he also had a bunch of them on character. Uh, number, entry 12 is... Resolved if I take delight in it as a gratification of pride or vanity or on any such account, immediately throw it by. Um, that's that's great. Resolved to maintain the strictest temperance in eating and drinking, even just down to the, to the day-to-day stuff, I think is really good. He says, entry 25, stick with me. I've just, just got a few more and then I'll be done. I like these. I, John, man, Jonathan, he's so good at 19. He was 19. 19 years old. And I was 
I mean, I'm still an idiot, but I was extra an idiot <laughs> when I was 19. It's, he's he's so good. So st- stick with me. Just a couple more. I'm stuck. Resolved, number 25, resolved to examine carefully and constantly what that one thing in me is, which causes me in the least to doubt the love of God and to direct all of my forces against it. Knowing the love of Christ and literally resolve directing all of his forces against it. Man, that's colonial as, as <laughs> all hey, get out. I love it. I love it so much. Um, just, just a really, again, yeah. seriously, seriously good things. Resolve to study the scriptures so steadily, constantly and frequently as that I may find and plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. Good, good stuff. I'll leave it there. But I would encourage yeah. you, there's a lot of places you can find his 70 New Year's resolutions, but uh, I found them categorized in this way on Desiring God's website, so you can check that out. Um, but what if, what if our New Year's resolutions looked like that? What if it looked like a desire yeah. to say anything that I feel like separates me from the love of God, that makes me doubt God's love, to direct all of my forces and energies against that? Not just to, you know, and that, that includes prayer, that includes yeah. knowing God's word that includes being involved in community and being reminded of those truths. But like, what would, what would that look like? What would it look like to say that everything that I do, regardless of the time, regardless of whether it seems practical or useful to make all things that I do be for the glory of God, what would it look like to count things that are suffering and to count them as gain for the sake of knowing God better and of trusting him more? Yeah. So I, I, my my two New Year's resolutions feel very flimsy compared to Jonathan <laughs> Edwards, but uh, no. Jonathan Edwards, I'm putting I'm putting all of my my being into like loving God. I mean, I'm going to sell calligraphy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Which is which? Is, but can we it's do? Fine. But can we sell do that calligraphy for the Lord? For the Lord, can can we do that in a category <laughs> of asking why? Can yeah. that bring glory to God and can that help us enjoy him better? I think the answer is yes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, have, again, having it's that so paradigm nice. is so, is so yeah. good. So no, no theology podcast on new year's resolutions is complete without, without referencing Absolutely Edwards. Not. I'm sure it's been done before, but, <laughs> but it hasn't been done here unsafely. Unsafe. Oh my gosh. That's right. Yeah. Our theme podcast. Our theme, you're not safe. We're not safe. <laughs> So anyways, that's, that's kind of the end of my notes. I guess just, yeah. you know, share with us what your New Year's resolutions are. And I think, again, root them if you haven't already. And how does this bring glory to God? And how can I do this in such a way that's realistic? And, and, and you know, I think, those are, I think those are good things. I'll share one more scripture if, if that's yeah. cool. Um, one, that I just, one that I just think is good. If you're... If you are hyped on New Year's resolutions, just remember Philippians 3, 12 through 15, which says, not that I have already obtained this, this is Paul talking, um, talking about the inheritance to come that we have in Christ when he returns. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. So that idea of forgetting what lies behind, whatever was in 2019 that was hard, 
and only focusing on what lies forward, remember that we are already made one in Christ, but that we're called to pursue that and that I think it's good. And then if you're cynical, you know, if you're, if, if you're cynical or, or hopeful about New Year's resolutions, remember that the Lord establishes our steps and that at the end of the day, like God, you know, don't, don't get too hyped to the point where you're making your plans, like submit your plans to the Lord and he'll, he'll guide you with that. So yeah. Any last thoughts, Corey, or any? I kind of, I kind of took over there for, no, for a little you're bit. No, so. They're doing great. I'll return to you. Yeah, no, those are great thoughts, and yeah, I've got nothing really to add on top of that <laughs> because those are all great thoughts. Good. But yeah, so again, just before we end, uh, let us know your New Year's resolutions. Our Instagram is NSF Worship, um, not NSFW. Do not put that Don't. in. Don't. If you do, do that is not on us. That's on you. That's on you. um, We'll pray for you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, let us know what you'd like to hear. Um, Let us know your thoughts. If you think that we suck, let us know. Let us know. We we love it. Yeah, we just love to hear from you guys. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And yeah, just letting us know what you want to hear. We are here for you, but also for us to have fun. Um, (laughs) But yes. So we will talk to you in the next podcast. Yep. In the meantime, hey, worship, worship safely because that's our tagline hey. at the end. Or, 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 um, what was the other one? Uh, it was question your safety. Question your safety. Yes. Oh, and all, at let all us, times. Let us know. <laughs> question question your danger. safety. And then, and then like that move, that sound, like the song from the end of the Jason Bourne movies comes on like the. Oh my gosh, I just found my next rant for the next episode. (laughs) I've seen the memes though, where, oh my gosh, it's Jason Bourne. (laughs) Not relevant here. (laughs) Not relevant. The most unrelevant, but no. Yeah. So let us know what you think our tagline should be. Yeah. Should it be worship safely or should it be question your safety? Yeah. We need help, guys. Help us out. (laughs) Do you just think of the kid on the bus meme where it's like, I'm in danger. (laughs) We are in danger. We are in danger. Watch out. Amen, sister. Okay. All right. Thanks all for listening. Take care. Bye. Worship safely.